All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Okay, family, let's talk about niceness and how uh, how a lot of us don't trust it. <laughs> it's the truth. You know, I grew up in Philadelphia. A lot of my friends grew up in uh, New York, New Jersey, and places like that. And we grew up in big cities and in tough neighborhoods. And in tough neighborhoods, niceness equated to somebody trying to scam you or trick you out of something. You know, so, hey, how's it going, buddy? And then you, they'd walk away and your watch was gone. Hey, how's it going, buddy? And they're talking to you and then somebody cracks you in the back of the head and takes your stuff. That's what niceness means if you grew up in a tough neighborhood. So when you see people who are nice, subconsciously, you don't believe it. You know, it was the same thing when I, when I, was living, when I moved to California. Everybody was nice. They were genuinely nice people. But for some reason, that signal was going to, what is this guy up to with his, how's your day? Oh, look at this guy trying to be slick. Trying to, I fall down and he tries to help me up. I better count my fingers. That's what you start to feel like, <laughs> you know. And it, it's it's amazing because if you really think about it, niceness, genuine niceness, is kind of invisible almost. You know, you kind of take it for granted. It's just part of who the person is. And niceness is usually the little things that people do over the course of a period of time, not some big grand gestures. Because in many cases, the big grand gesture that people do to prove how nice they are is basically just like a magician's trick to distract you from the thing they're really doing. You know, the husband that brings flowers all the time. Now, if a person is genuinely nice and brings flowers and does little nice things, that's cool. But the guy with the big, giant, loud car and the grand gestures and he's got a 15 diamond rings on and all that, you know that guy's up to something. That guy's always up to something. You know, the girl who's laughing at jokes that aren't funny. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> you know, oh, wait, are you, are you happy with that drink? Happy with that drink? <laughs> Come on, she's up to something. <laughs> The grand gesture is up to something. And like I said, I always, I always preach to be nice to people. But don't be so damn nice that they're looking at you like, come on, stop it. Come on. Please. The hell out of here. You know, we were in the store one time and the guy was just genuinely a nice guy coming to help people out in the store. You know, and we're looking at him. Look at this guy walking up to us talking about, can I help you? He just doesn't like us. Because we don't, we, you're not from around here. He could tell we're not from California. And this guy, this disgusting bastard, he did, did. Now he was a salesperson. Salespeople walk up and ask you what you want. That didn't help it. Look at him. Look at that guy with his stupid smile. Who smiles? What kind of sick freak smiles for no reason? This guy's disgusting. Piece of crap. <laughs> you know? It takes you a while to realize that there are actually nice people in the world. And I'm at the point now where I actually do believe there are nice people in the world. Um, it's better than the alternative, you know, the, the, the complete a-holes of the world. And there's a whole lot of those, you know, it happened. It was, it was the same thing. It happened to be in the store. I was in the store. I was a younger man. And I was walking through the store and there was a security guard that was just following me around. And you get used to that after a while. It's a shame to say, but you do get used to, uh, having security cards, security guards following you around, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, but this guy was really, really overt about it, just really nasty with it, you know, just kind of following and following. And it got to the point where he was so obnoxious about following me around the store that even other customers began to realize and notice and kind of look at him, and it started to piss me off. 
So I kept going through aisle after aisle after aisle, collecting books, six books, seven books, eight books, nine books, ten books. I had a stack of books that, you know, if I extended my arms down, the actual stack of books went from my waist up to right around where my chin is. That's how many books I had, and they were heavy. And the guy kept getting closer and closer behind me and following me around. And you can see people looking at him like, what the hell are you doing, man? It was really obnoxious. And what I did was I waited until he got really close to me. And then I spun around really quickly and moved my hands out of the way and let the books fall. And he caught them. And they were heavy. Because when he caught them, he went, oh. And then I walked up to him while he was holding the books. And I said, listen, dude. I know you have a job to do. But part of your job isn't being obnoxious. You've been following me around the store. So much so that if you look around, you can see people looking at you like, why are you doing this? But do you know why you're holding those books like that right now? Because I figure... Since you want to follow me around so overtly through 12 aisles of books, I figured I'd make you become more useful by carrying the books for me. That's why you're holding them. You want to follow me around some more? Carry these books. Well, uh, 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 uh. You don't have anything to say to me right now. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave the store. I'm never going to come back. I'm going to complain to your manager. He's going to lose a customer. And I hope you have a good time putting all those books back, you fucking asshole. And then I walked out. It was a mature moment for me because I would have been even more obnoxious and angry about it earlier on. But that's what happens when you go to the other side when the person's being mean to you and being an asshole. You know, but I don't think that's the normal the normal state of most people. Most people are actually pretty nice. Pretty nice, you know. <laughs> I still laugh when I think about dropping the books on that guy because I actually did that. It was kind of funny. I wish I could have filmed it. It would have been the last. Talk about a viral video. That would have been a viral video. But back to being nice. I, I think that, you know, we have to start trusting people more and realizing that there are nice people in the world and reward them for being nice. You know, I mean, I mean, think about what happens when you think of nice. You think of nice as something that you put down or, or disrespect, you know, well, he was too nice a guy. I couldn't. I couldn't date him. Too nice a guy. And I'll be honest with you. I used to think that was a stupid thing that people said, but it's actually true. You can be too nice. You really can. You can be too nice to somebody because if you're too nice, the person begins to take you for granted. That's what happens in relationships. You're always there for the person. You're always doing this great things to the detriment of your own self. And what happens? They lose respect for you. I'm a very nice guy, but I'll never be too nice. I'll never be the kind of guy that, you know, if you're dating me and you do something that I think is disrespectful or stupid to me, that I'm going to be, well, that's all right. Nope. I'm going to not say anything while we're in public, but when we go home, I'm going to explain it to you. I'm not going to be mean about it, but I'll explain it to you. So listen, I don't like what you did because this, 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 and this. You know, I said, we, I want to be in this relationship, but if we're going to be in a relationship, you can't, you really can't do that anymore. That happened to me with the girl that I was dating in California, and uh, we would go out with her friends, and it was horrible. You, you never, ever, 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 ever want to go out with your woman and her friends. Even if it's just one friend, don't do that, because they will, you will become, in, first of all, you become invisible. I mean, just absolutely invisible. You ever going out with two girl, two women, one of them is your girlfriend and one of them has her close friend? Don't ever do that. If you do that, 
you should be thrown out of the man club. You should be pimp slapped on a regular basis. And we men should just like line up on both sides of you. And as you walk among them, they should turn their backs to you because you're an idiot. <laughs> because you, you, you will never get a word in. <laughs> you ever been with your girlfriend and her friends someplace? You go, you, you're walking. Hey, how you doing? At first, you're the star. Hey, what? Hey, Thirty seconds later, you're invisible. You can actually look at your body and see it slowly becoming invisible. Why I seem to be the opacity of my skin seems to be changing. Yes, you're becoming invisible, dumbass, because you made it. You decided to plan your evening with three women. You know, and. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, I'm driving the car. And at first we were having a conversation as four people talking to each other. And then it all became, I became the guy driving who won't shut up because every once in a while he'll say hi. Anyone want to hear anything I had to say. We're almost there. Yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. They were so busy ignoring me that when we got to the destination, when I actually arrived where I was driving them, they talked for 17 minutes in the car in front of the movie theater. In front of the movie theater. I'm going, we're, we're here now. Hey, whatever, whatever. What the hell? Why do you keep interrupting us? Because we're going to now have to go to a later movie because you talk through the first 20 minutes of this movie outside in the parking lot. Oh, well, why didn't you tell us we were in the parking lot? I tried to tell you we were in the parking lot, but you kept telling me to shut up. And every time I opened my mouth, you went, yeah, 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 and, dis and completely disrespected me. That's what it's like. <laughs> You know, so uh, I, I'll never do that again. I, I will go out with a couple. I'll go out with, with a girlfriend I'm with and her friend and her dude. But I'm never going to go out with a bunch of women again. Not like that. You know, everybody has their Jack Tripper from Three's Company fantasies. But if you remember, Jack Tripper did not have any action with Janet or Chrissy. Speaking of Janet or Chrissy, I was actually more of a Janet guy than a Chrissy guy. I know everybody's supposed to like blondes and think they're the best thing in the world. And I like blondes, too, because, you know, I, I, I like women. But I was really more of a of a of a of a Janet guy than the Chrissy guy. I'm gonna keep it real here. Yeah, Janet. Janet Wood. What an appropriate last name that is, because that's exactly what popped up every time she came on the screen. Oh yeah. I love me some Janet. Janet, Janet, Janet. Not to be a pig, but that butt what a cute behind she had. Good God, I love Janet. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> geez, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The last thing I want to do is kind of trail off into some kind of disgusting, you know, ogling of a person who was on television when I was a little boy. I mean, that's that's just gross and disgusting, but that ass on Janet. Good God almighty. Whew. You know, sometimes I used to have fantasies about what Miss Roper looked like without that long, stupid robe she was always wearing. Yeah. Just imagine getting it on with Mrs. Roper. I mean, Lord knows Stanley Roper wasn't doing anything. Imagine how grateful she would be and how happy she would be to get it on with you. Yeah. Janet and Mrs. Roper. Oh, yeah. And Chrissy shows up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jack. And then that girl, Lana, who was only on for like one season, was always following Jack around. And for some reason, Jack didn't want to have sex with her, which I didn't understand because Jack didn't have a girlfriend. And she was an older lady, kind of a milf. And I damn sure would have elfed her. Oh, yeah. Janet, Lana, Chrissy. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Janet, Lana, Chrissy. Oh, yeah. Then when Cindy Snow came on a few seasons later. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then uh whatever that other one who, who whatever the other one is but who cares they were all hot but yeah jack when the show came on i was way 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 too young to even think like that but that was then and this is now <laughs> yeah how about uh lonnie anderson <laughs> what the hell am i talking about wasn't i talking about being nice and how the hell did i get into these disgusting fantasies about ladies on television that are probably as old as my mom now. What the hell is going on with you? What the hell is my problem? I'm having serious problems here. Speaking of serious problems, the serious problem I'm having right now is I need a time machine, a condom, and some time alone with 1970s era Pam Greer. Oh, yeah. Pam Greer in the 70s. Yeah, boy. I would like to now say for the record that no sexy woman from the 70s was harmed during the fantasies of S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I know, those women were hot before I was born, those women were before my time, but when I catch up in syndication, I still think they're smoking hot and I would like to get it on with some of them. Um, once again, folks, thank you for stopping by. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe if you haven't. Get them to subscribe if they haven't. It's your duty. I want to thank you for stopping by. Thank you for choosing to spend this time with me. I will see you next time. Much love to you. S. Anthony out.